You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Adjacent. You're listening to the Sports Adjacent. Okay, I like that. I just learned something new today. Adjacent. With Jason Leisure and Russell Dorsey on the House of L Network. We're doing everything I dreamed of as an adjacent. I was going to ask Layla about her uh, her Peloton sponsorship. So, yeah. you had nine people use your code. I'm so assuming... Then I got- I'm assuming Peloton gear is expensive already. So, like, does that even get you very far? Oh, yeah. They do a lot of sales. Oh, cool. So I had, yeah, I still have, like, two of them to use before the end of the month. And I don't know if they're going to be, I'm like, if if they arrive after I'm gone, I don't know where they're going. Yeah. (laughs) I might ask my landlord to help out because he lives on my floor, so. Okay, so Layla's like, oh, sorry, I'm dressed this way, and it's a $400 Peloton hoodie. So how no, do you become it was a like Peloton 50 bucks. model? What? How do you yeah, tell us how you became a Peloton model, Layla. Oh, yeah, that's me. You know what's funny? You're like, like by definition, I'm pretty sure you are now. Yeah, you're the first person I knew that had a Peloton. Like, personally. You know what? And the, last, the first time I used it was in South Korea, and I loved it. I used to take spin classes all the time especially when I lived in Austin. And like, um, once I cut my gym membership, I was like, I can't do this. Like I need something to stay sane. Yeah. Cause it, like when you live in a small apartment, it's yeah. not, it's hard. Is it worth it? If yes. you were to pitch, if you were to pitch Peloton and by the way, they're not paying for advertising. So we're going to keep it brief. <laughs> if you wanted to tell people if they should get a Peloton or not, what would you say? Uh, I would say, if you, it's just like anything else. If you feel drawn in that direction, then you should do it because once you put effort into it, it's a good program. I like Peloton. I don't have one, but we lived in a place where uh, they had a couple of them in the gym at the fitness center of our apartment complex. And I was like, after a run, I would like just drain the rest of my energy doing a half hour Peloton ride. And I liked it. Actually, I'm not a, bike ride or anything like that but i did enjoy it same yeah i was gonna say um in some of the hotels going on the road like they have pelotons and it's yeah definitely if you're not a bike rider it's like oh this is a lot more enjoyable and like more of a workout than i expected it to be it is and that's i think what's great about it like it's there are ranges and it's not as simple as it looks 
I don't need the coaching though, Layla, like for any of my exercise, like I don't need, I don't need somebody leading the class. telling me, come on, let's go one minute. I don't, I don't need any of that. Uh, see, I like, do. I'll, I'll do the workout and everything. Come on. I came here of my own choosing to do this bike. Ride. I'm going to do it. Well, that's good. That's the know. idea. I don't need like a Matt Nagy Friday Night Lights speech, like never give uh, up kind of thing you, while I'm riding one of these bikes. You've been around the Bears too long because like people need that little extra boost. Like maybe you want to quit. Maybe I don't want to do 30 minutes on the Peloton today or an hour and a half like Layla and the crazies that do it do. Um, I, don't, I don't do an hour and a half. I do like an hour max. I do 45 minutes. Like it might as well be an hour and a half, Layla. But like if you're doing an hour like Layla does, at 45 minutes, dog, you, you're trying to be done. And so you need, come on, 10 more seconds, nine, eight, and then boom, you're done. Soul cycles like that. Like Soul Cycle's 45 minutes total, but I haven't been in a Soul Cycle class in years. Come on, Jason. I I love using it at the end of a workout because I there's like very few feelings better to me than when you're done working out and you are just spent. You're just complete like you that's it. You've used everything you've got. That really is a good feeling walking away from that. You know what I really like at the gym is the rowing machine. You guys into that or no? It's great. Yeah. Yeah, those are fun. I think somebody just came out with the Peloton version of that or whatever, but I like those. I'm not I don't do it enough to to get good at it. Like I don't I've done it and I'm just like, okay, this is a thing. I'm here. <laughs> they make them with actual water that's like sloshes around. I'm sure it accomplishes yeah, like nothing. It's just thing. just to make you feel like you're in the English channel or whatever, wherever people like to row. I was in the English channel of the gym. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, well, now that we've got done with our uh, health and fitness podcast, let's, yeah. let's welcome people to the show. Um, I'm Russell Dorsey. Welcome to Sports Adjacent. Uh, as always, my guy, Jason Leisure, with us. And the other half of Dorhimi in the building, the ever-famous Peloton model herself, you can hear her on 670 The Score in Chicago from 9 a.m. to noon. She is the one and only Layla Rahimi. Layla, thank you for joining us again. Uh, from NBC, you. too. It's like Layla Rahimi yeah, and of, NBC. of NBC The Score and Peloton. Yes. I was trying to remember what you guys call yourselves. I, I I was trying to remember when I was texting with Layla today. I was like, what do they say? It's Is it like Rahimi or something? What do they call it's, themselves? Dorhimi. kid. Get it right. Get it right. It's like scorigami, but like not. Are you are you into scorigami? You know, I, love I, I think you guys who oh you get so excited on Twitter are weirdos, but at the same time, who doesn't love the oh? There's never been a twenty nine yeah. uh, eight score in the history yeah. of football. Like, sure, fine. You can't be in this it. business and not like that. That's like. You have to like nerdy stuff like that to do this. Because here's my thing about our business. You you know, it's fine. There's like some stuff we don't need to hype up as much as we do. Like, can we be excited on the inside without having to tell the world? (laughs) Then why why did you decide to get into baseball where every random stat is celebrated to the nth degree? Did you know you're the first left-handed batter on a Tuesday looking to your left to hit a single in the third inning? I'm going to keep it a a buck about baseball on this podcast. So 
baseball has gotten more nerdy as the years have gone by. Like there's a natural nerdiness to baseball. I will give you that. Yes. At the same time, like since, you know, sabermetrics, and I'm not even going to blame Betting average on balls and But like because of all the research and all the technology and all the stats that we have, they're almost too much. Whereas like this is the first home run on a Tuesday in the new millennium where somebody hit the popcorn man 450. Like, come on, dog. You sound like Tim Kirchin right now. But it's like, and that makes Tim, Tim. But like, we don't need all these. Come on, man. I it's think also, you do. I think you do. It's also to me can be lazy if there's no actual discussion of the game story itself. Like if people just focus on the random stat instead of the actual story of the game, yeah. it can be baseless and have no context. There's got to be some context there in order for it to be significant. Nobody, nobody hates more uh, empty stats more than me. Right. So, yes, contact, uh, contact, think about baseball. Context is key. Contact <laughs> is contact. Yes. Key at all well, times. Like you can have a stat, though, that's kind of like interesting, but also empty. That's what Scorigami is like. Oh, that's kind of interesting that in however many years of football, there's never been a game that was 12 to five, which the, trust me, the Bears are working on getting one of those at some yeah. point. Um and not and not sit here and be like, oh, that means something. Oh, I'm gonna call my mom about it or something. Scorigami. I I think it's just uh, it's a way to break up the monotony that is the NFL. And the no, 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 no. The whole NFL is not monotony. Only some of the teams are monotony. Layla, you get you have the illness. I can tell you've been catching it. Did you did you watch the playoffs this weekend? Yo, can we? Yeah, and it was still a step up. It was still a step up. Let's get into that in a second. Let's get into that in a second. Sports Adjacent is brought to you by BetUS. You can go to betus.com and use promo code SportsAdjacent, all one word, to get a 125% sign up bonus. You start your account putting $100 in, they'll kick you an extra $25. You can bet on this weekend's playoff games and many other things, all sports, uh, futures, current games. Um, I'm sure they'll have player props and everything for the Super Bowl. Uh, go ahead, Russ. You were dissatisfied with the playoff games this weekend? Well, yeah, I was going to say, like, it's a, oh, su- for the first time ever, super wild card weekend. Yeah. And it was like the worst football we've ever seen. I don't know. It's still better than an average Bears game. It really was. No. Well, that's because there were points. There was something different. happening. Like, the Cardinals yeah. looked like the Bears. The Steelers looked like the Bears. Oh, the Eagles the Steelers- looked like the Bears. Like, all these teams that couldn't score points. That's what we see all the time, every Sunday. He's right. But Monday night game, the one game that was the upset was the Cowboys and 49ers game. And because of the Bears Niners game, seeing how well they played in that, where they executed everything in a similar fashion. I didn't think the Cowboys were going to win that game, especially when I knew who the coach was. Red flags stay winning. Yeah, that wasn't an upset in terms of um, the favorite, which is pooping the bed, beat the Cowboys like always. Layla, as our resident Texan, like she knew what was coming. She did. I did. I did. Mostly because Jerry Jones made a mockery of that hiring process. And so did Mike McCarthy. And if you remember, McCarthy said later that he lied about watching all of the Cowboys games and plays from the season before. And still got the job because it didn't matter. And as I said on the radio today, I'm looking for a man who looks at me like Jerry Jones looks at Mike McCarthy. Blindly loyal. <laughs> well, 
Well, who's to know? Because maybe that uh, it's not the case in a couple of weeks here. I hope um, you find that, Layla. <laughs> me too. Like Layla deserves that. Um, uh, one thing at a time, guys. One thing at a time. Since the last time you were on the pod, besides the things that we have redact, we have to we would have to redact. What what what's been going on in the life of? Yeah, can you catch <laughs> us up? I don't think we. I don't think you were on NBC. I don't think you had taken that job when you were on with us, had you? In October, uh, I I had yes. Okay. Because I I cryptically said the peacock giveth and the peacock, peacock takes take away. Ah, yes. So no, 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 you had, but we didn't know yet. You hadn't early. like gone public with it yet. I Correct. Think. Very early. And then it was like the next day we're like, oh, that's what she meant by that that really weird thing she said about peacocks. Yeah. Yes. And again, I think the peacock giveth and the peacock taketh away, but the peacock <laughs> <Okay>. also giveth. <laughs> yes. Okay, so foreshadowing. Look, pay attention, everyone. It means look, something, right? Keep 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 your eyes peeled to Layla's timeline over the next few weeks. Um, I'm glad you could use our podcast to subtweet the world, Layla. <laughs> no, I'm enjoy a tweet. I'm let's let's talk about actual subtweet and your announcement to the world that happened. You know, I'm surprised. Ooh. I'm surprised yeah. that people didn't get it. Wait, what? I'm surprised that people didn't get it. Like I was subtweeting the entire process for like for like three weeks. I was subtweeting. I I always think there's a subtweeting element to your tweets anyway. There's probably yes, and on a daily basis, probably. But during like, before, leading up to the announcement, I thought that people knew whether it was the know your worth, know your value tweet, um, the tell them to bring me my money tweet, like all this other stuff. I thought people would catch on. Nobody did. Like I had two friends that texted me like, ah, I get it. But they already knew. But other than that, people didn't know. But it's okay. I, I enjoyed it. It was fun. Yeah, congratulations. This is huge. Thank you. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. One other new thing about me that, Jason, you know about, but I didn't tell our listeners. I got a tattoo last week. Whoa. Yeah. I'm actually really excited about it's it. It's appropriate enough. Yeah, you can show it. Oh, there it is. Oh, my goodness. He drew it himself. What's, is there like a wrap on it right now? What do you yeah. have on it? So it's called. Okay. So I'm going to describe this since this is an audio platform, but it is a, <laughs> it is the, it is a very uh, skilled drawing on Russ's right bicep of yeah. a, or shoulder, whatever you want to call it, uh, of a, a lion, a lion yeah. with two pens crossed. Uh, the pens are crossed, right? Two fountain pens crossed yeah. in a V shape. Cause he's, cause he's a lion and he's a writer. <laughs> it's something like that. Yeah. And then uh, it has my favorite Bible verse at the bottom. Oh uh, yeah, Which I couldn't see it on the screen. You're right. Uh, Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. I should know that off the top of my head, and I don't. We'll play the game and uh, just see if if Layla knows her Bible verses. Through. We're gonna play guess the Bible I verse. Guess the I, Bible. Don't. I don't. know if this I'm, is gonna be a great game. I'm I'm Catholic, and it's not the same. Like they don't go through the whole like memorize the books in order and stuff. It's all good. It's all good. But I also converted, so I just I didn't grow up in Catholic school either. So I'm a mess. Listen. It's all good. It basically, mean, it's a verse that basically means God has good plans for your life. <laughs> yes, that's the Cliff Notes version of that verse. Well, I've, um, I've seen that quoted a bunch. I just don't know it off the top of my head. I'm not that cool. It's uh, for the I know the plans I have for you. Said uh, plans to prosper and not harm you. Plans to give you a hope in the future. That's right. So it's been very important to me through my entire rise in sports media and. Uh, 
in times when it was very dark and bleak. So after the announcement and everything that happened, like I actually drew it during quarantine and planned planned to get it. And I told myself, wait a year. And if you still want it, get it. That's awesome. And then you still wanted it. So you got it. Correct. And and it came at a perfect time in life where like <laughs> kind of matched the situation. Uh, so it was good. Oh, also didn't hurt for everybody out there that like I have it was two hours, three hours, something like that. Uh, two and a half hours. And I have a very low pain tolerance and two and a half, three out of ten on the pain scale. Wow. That's yeah. very impressive. You had a good artist then. No, nah, he's awesome. David, my man. Um, but yeah, I, w- I was so leading up to it that I had gotten all the nerves out and I wasn't nervous. I was more excited. Then you walk into the shop and you hear that. Yeah. I, got, I turned like a million degrees. Like it got so That's hot. That's the thing, man. Oh my God, like I'm I, I'll psych myself up. Like I'm good to go for this dentist visit. And then you walk in and see the tools on the tray and you're like, this is like a saw movie. What's going to happen to no, me? It, I, I was, I started like light sweating i'm like oh my yeah. god i can't believe it. i had gotten prepared Flop sweat ate a big breakfast because like they tell you eat a big breakfast so you don't pass out bring some water like, all this other stuff and i was prepared and then you hear the but it was cool the needle. yeah and he was just what like are you doing right. watching sorry no what are you doing watching saw movies like let's let's talk yeah, about let's, that let's go back to that part no, not right now. Finish your tattoo story. I just had to get that off my chest. <laughs> no. Me or Rust? You, Jason. You. Oh, I've never seen a Saw movie. I'm not a horror movie guy. I'm too scared. I kind of know what they're about, though. But it was the idea of like, horror movie. Gotcha. Rust likes horror movies. Big horror movie guy. Y'all are a different kind. Um. Yes. Yes, we are. But no, it was, a, it was actually a really exhilarating experience. Like, you sit in the chair. You go over the design. And it was cool because like it was the drawing that I made. Uh, how long has the pandemic been? Two years okay. ago, basically now. Fourteen yeah. years. I was yeah. gonna say nine, nine years at least. Yeah. And eighty-three years. Then turn that into a stencil. Then they put it on your, he put it on your arm like the placement. Let's go. And then he says, "All right, I'm gonna do a line so you know like what the feeling's like." Uh-huh. So he does it, and I was like, "Oh, okay, that, yeah, I'm fine. I can do that." And then went for like an hour and a half. He's like, are you good? I'm like, yeah, man, I'm chilling. Took a little break, came back, knocked out the other hour. And now it's been six days or five days. So I can leave this on for one more day and then take it off. What I have on, it's called Sandy Derm. And uh, you put it on the tattoo. And so you don't, back in the old days, like you get the tattoo and then you have to wash it day of, put like Mm -hmm. aquaphor on and do that like, hella times a day for the first week with this you can put that wrap on and it does the healing underneath so you don't have to wash it it keeps bacteria out but it allows the tattoo to breathe and skin to breathe underneath so yeah oh yeah that's that's much better now because a lot of times people scar correct so there's no scabbing all that stuff it takes all that out of the equation Oh, you're an you're an adult and everything, Russ, but you're still kind of looking for like a sign off from mom and dad on this thing. I think, right? No. How did that? How did that go? Like, well, you want them to like it? It would. Eh, and you're yeah, hoping, I mean, you're getting was, this hoping hoping this goes over well. Yeah. So actually, that's a good follow up question, Jason Leisure. That's why you're a reporter. Um, 
so I told my brother the day I got it, but I had told nobody that I was going to get it before it happened. Right? Were any of your tweets about it, and I didn't realize? No, there were no qu- there was no subtweets about that. No cryptic subtweets about my tattoo. Um, so then, about three days after, I called my mom, and we were on Facetime, and I said, "Hey, mom, question for you." And she was like, "Yeah, what's up?" I was like, "Do you love me unconditionally?" And she was like, "Here we go." Um, and she was like well obviously i said no mom that's not what i asked you i said I, it, this is a yes or no she was like ah yes russell robert like, i know what's what time it is when she puts the middle name there uh and then i told her I was like i got a tattoo the other day mom and she goes oh lord what is it <laughs> and i showed it to her explained the meaning told her i drew it myself and she actually was cool and like she actually likes it so yeah that's fantastic. I, I love that she called you by both names. I think that's hilarious. Yes, she doesn't. When I know what time it is usually when I hear Russell Robert. So she was Russell worried it was going to be like a tattoo of Cooper Cup or something, probably. Yo, ta- that's number two. That's the other shoulder. Yeah, that's the other shoulder. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's the other shoulder. Who doesn't like to eat, right? Everybody, everybody, people love eating. I like to eat, yes. Layla, are you a fan of eating? I am, too much. Where are the people that are anti-eating? I mean, they're out there. I used to think that- Talk to them, Russ, set them straight. I used to think vegan people were anti-eating, but then I I found like a really good vegan spot here in town. And so like, I'm a big vegan fan now. You're Um, part-time vegan. Yeah, I like to think. Which means not a vegan. Right, right, (laughs) right. Absolutely. But like, there are so many different places in the city that I love to go to that are already busy. And like, I don't tell people about. Are you guys that way? No, I usually, I'm the opposite. I always ask people, oh, have you gone to this place that I went to? Yeah, you're a good friend. Maybe I'm not, but I'm like, sometimes this is like my, like my favorite Italian restaurant. Me and my family have been going there for years. It's hard enough to get a reservation in there. And so then if I start telling people, especially now in my life, where like people would go, if I put it out on like Twitter, I'd be a little upset. Like I want my favorite restaurant to do well, but they do already. You're really about to not say the restaurant now, aren't you? He's not saying the restaurant. No, I would, I would, I'd have Tony like bleep it out. It's the most selfish thing I've ever seen you do because it would help the people and it would help the restaurant. Restaurants have struggled so much. But it's during working the against Russ. Yeah, what are you, Russ? Anti-business, uh, anti-restaurants? <laughs> don't say Explain that. Yourself. Don't say that. Let no, me read back your statement here, Russell. As a matter of fact, I'm so pro, so pro wow. this restaurant. During Russ, we're doing the anti-restaurant industry. Shut up. I hope, I hope they don't get too many customer no, segments. I'm so pro-restaurant that during quarantine, we went to this place and like would buy food because we wanted to keep them afloat. We buy gift cards. Like we supported our local business that we've been a part of for long. Like my parents used to go on dates there before they got married. Like that's but how you long. didn't, but you can't support it by yourself. They're not your personal kitchen. <sighs> Layla, but if the whole city's gonna go. No, that's fine. Russ, me and Layla and everyone else just keep going to Olive Garden. Thanks. I don't understand what's happening here. Either you want to 
talk about a business that's doing well or not. Maybe by maybe by the end of the segment, I will have worked up the courage to actually say the name of the restaurant. <laughs> what a tease! Wow. Um, but what happens well, if they close? It's your fault. Thank you, Layla, for putting the pressure on me now. <laughs> That'll be on next week's episode. Um, they're, 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 they're doing fine. They're doing fine. Um, I will you tell don't you. know that? Yes, I do, Layla. I, if I can't get a reservation on a Friday night, I know they're doing well. Friday, do you know that there's other days of the week? Everybody goes out to eat on Fridays. What about Tuesdays, Russ? Layla, Layla, the business has been open for 50-something years. I know they're doing – I know the owner and, like, Every time I'm go, I go in there. He's like, "Yeah, we're doing great," which is good. Like, especially after a pandemic, like to survive that in and of itself is awesome. So I'm glad that their business is doing well. Okay, so Layla, hopefully that allays, allays your concerns. That every time Russ goes in there, the owner says, "Hey, we're doing great. Please tell no one about us." That's, that's the conversation they have every time, Layla. So you can relax. Also, if it's doing so well, then. Relatively speaking, it sounds like the people who want to go there are already going. So what right. makes you think that you saying it is going to make that much of a difference where you can't get a reservation? Also, did you ever think about the potential of you bringing in so much business there that you would get preferential treatment for doing so? No, or you had to look at it in a, a negative location manner. and send their kids to college or something, Russ? Layla, you had to be selfish and only think about know. yourself. What I thought was going to be a fun segment into Russ... You're trying to down businesses. This was supposed to be your favorite restaurant in the city, and you're not telling people because you don't want people to go there because you, you're you afraid it's going to get too packed. Fine. I'm going to say it. My favorite yeah. Italian restaurant in the city of Chicago It's called Club Lago. It's on the corner of Superior and Orleans. It's amazing. Been going there since I was a kid. Family friendly. The ownership is great. Great people. Servers are dope. Food's amazing. All right. You've well, done jokes on you, you because we talk about it all the time on the score. So, well, you know the place. Yeah. Oh, it's awesome. Mark Layla's Grody down here talking is, about it all the time. Mark Grody is related to somehow to the people who own it. They are awesome, awesome family. Or maybe Dan is related, and Mark knows them. One of those is the case. Okay. okay. But yes, that's my favorite restaurant in the city. Like if you go there on a Friday or Saturday, you will catch some Dorsey in there eating some Italian uh, green noodles al forno. Um, yeah, it's awesome. Great place. Love it. Boom. Not only have the people not known the name or heard about it from you, I never have. I've never been invited to this place or even suggested well, that see, I should go there. No. So so here's the problem, Jason, because you're right. And you like Layla made me feel worse about myself. But yes. you have well, Layla. You listen, just to clarify, you. Layla and I are just suggest like there's this concept called thinking of other people, and we just maybe you could try that. Maybe you could try it out. That's all Layla and I are saying. Try it out. I got you. You have your Italian restaurant, but we will go to my Italian restaurant. Okay. And just that way, you and because I think you would really enjoy it. I probably the vibe, especially the vibe. Cause like okay. your it's it's different from your Italian restaurant because I've say the name of the place I like and I don't think it's really I think this place is really well known everyone's probably heard of Piccolo Sonio before. Yes, it's very good. But like I've only that gotten like, go once. That is like very up more upscale. This place is a more laid back. Like I like both. Yeah, it's dope. Um, my second is question this, to you guys. Oh, go ahead. Is Layla. this where I submit Los Corolla and we complete the trifecta? 
I look I team field trip. I'm not I'm not mad at it. Yeah. Let's all right, let's go to all three. We'll just rotate. We'll do like lunch, dinner, and you know brunch post whatever. Nope. We cannot do those in a single day. We would yes, die. we can, Layla. Hit the Peloton in between. Right. Yeah, gonna, you have a Peloton. I have a <laughs> lifetime membership. Jason has kids. Like we'll work off this food. There you go. <laughs> or I'll just take a pile of it home to go. I guess. So now that we've talked about the places we do like, are there places that people like that you're not a fan of? Where like you might get killed for saying it. There's a genre that I don't love as much as a lot of people, and I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get a lot of flack for it. Tony is gonna click this. So just know. I I like barbecue, but I don't love it like everybody <gasps> else. As a Texan, shame. Yeah, I know. Really. And I, I I like barbecue, like I love brisket, I love burnt ends, but like I prefer brisket to short rib. Everybody loves short rib. Well, I like brisket better. And I am not a huge ribs fan. I could take them or leave them. They're not, they're good, but they're not something I'm obsessed with. And to me, when done right, and it is a very, very, very small margin for error, barbecue turkey is my favorite. Smoked turkey. It's not bad, it's good. But this the, is not it's a all barbecue. Opinion. It's all barbecue. But it's, all, the it's things, not, all the things you're mentioning are all barbecue items. But it's not the first thing I think of. Like it's not the first go-to for me. I've got to be in the mood to get it when a lot of people are just like, no, default always get it at the end. Mm, yeah. Jason, how about you? In and out burger. It's disgusting. <gasps> it's completely, it's the most overblown, like ridiculous. There's no way anyone actually likes it. There's, there's no like way. there's like twelve places that I'd rather get burgers. I, Wendy's, Five Guys. I love like literally any of these like cruddy fast food burgers are better than the cruddy fast food burgers at In and Out Burger. Go ahead, Lily. I I like In and Out Burger better than Whataburger. Stop it. No, yes. Whataburger. Stop. Good. No. All right. Yeah. I was gonna bring this at you in on the Whataburger because you're our resident Texan, but. Come on, Layla. What a burger! Like a very good Texan so far. Every day of the week. First of all, they don't have honey butter chicken biscuits. At no, I'm saying burger for burger. I will 100 percent take in and out burger and the fries. Fries for yeah, fries. Whataburger has chicken too. Whataburger has taquitos at 2 a.m. Layla, I might not be more disappointed in you. I've never been more disappointed in you as your friend than right now. Well, you'd be really disappointed if we tried Las Gorilla Piccolo Sonio and Club Lago in a day. Never. Never. That sounds like an awesome day. Sounds like a great day. No, but I I I would not be able to hang. I'd have like a fourth of a serving of noodles and then crash. We'd be walking walking to the cars and Layla would like fall over and we'd have to like drag her. (laughs) And meet her at the next place. Do you have any other other bridges you want to burn as a native Texan besides... Right, we're here now. Barbecue and Whataburger, like you hate QT as a gas station, huh? Which one? QT. No, I mean QT is okay. See, see, that's That's blasting me down there in the plain state. I never understand people's obsessions with gas stations, though. Who cares? That's an Oklahoma thing. Texas is Seven Eleven too, and Bucky's. And Bucky's is Bucky's is okay. Wawa crushes Bucky's. What, is, what makes a like, gas station good or bad? They all have listen, gas. You talk like the I've food inside in, or something. Is I don't get. I don't ever get food at a gas station. I've lived in multiple places, and like some things, I love Texas, but they have to understand that some places do it better. 
And that's okay. We live in a, a country where we can enjoy all of the things. They will never let you back in. Yeah, I don't know, Layla. You might have yeah. to. You, you better do well here, pal. It's two years. It was two years between visits last time. Well, yeah, she was prepared. <laughs> she was prepared. I know. Um, I mean, I, I love my home state, but I just, I'm also open to other places doing things well. I think that that is reasonable. I'm with and you. And Wawa, Wawa is the best. I don't think that is reasonable. Um, and it's not going to go over well here if you start doing that here. Like people are not going to be cool with that here in Chicago. You saw how people yelled at me and Tony for our Portillo's take. Yeah. And I we were right. I love Portillo's. I had Portillo's this week, and it's only Tuesday. It's so good. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thank you, what, what does that mean? Like, you were holding out? Is it like when you try to save your vacation days, but you end up burning them in January? Like, you only allow yourself one Portillo's this week, and you it's Tuesday, and you've already had it? I don't know. I just I was craving it really badly yesterday, and I just got my my simple Chicago dog. That's all. Cheaper than a Starbucks. Very happy about it. I was gonna say that the the place that I think is just like so overrated that other people enjoy is a Cheesecake Factory, and I'm gonna tell you why. Like I'm a very down to earth, blue collar dude. When it comes to restaurants, yeah, though, like, true. and Jason, Jason knows this. When it comes to restaurants, I'm pretty like, I don't mess around. And I think I, I love the cheesecake from Cheesecake Factory, but they have like a million items. And as you know, from any good like show where they go and like redo restaurants, you can't have that many, many items, because if you have that many items, that means you don't do many well. Right. right. You're, you're going to be that no way you do 200 well. items. Well, the right. menus are like longer than some of the books my children read. Right. I well, yes. I think, though, the reason that that is a thing there is because of their ability to have a lot of ingredients in-house and buy a lot of ingredients. Because, you know, a lot of restaurants, when you're menu planning, you're not going to have that much food. It's just wasteful. You know, you're going to use certain ingredients in other parts of the menu. So I think that that's a flex. The bread... And the cheesecake at Cheesecake Factory, top tier, right? But and yeah, don't they do the Cajun chicken pasta or something really well? Isn't that their signature? It's one of those, but it's like they have thirty pastas on there, so I might miss the Cajun chicken pasta. You know, I didn't realize that Cheesecake Factory had like an army though, like all these loyalists. No, like, like if I if I send out a tweet that says Cheesecake Factory is not good. Like how you did about Portillo's. Am I going to get just an ambush? Am I going to get just it'll be a worse deluge of more national hateration? Yeah, a lot of hateration. Really? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. No, it would be bad. Like Tony's going to make this a clip so that people can yell at us. But yeah, it would. Uh, I just, I just think there's so many dope places. Like there, if there's an item on that menu that you like, there's a place that can make that item ten times better. Did you ever ha- did you have this happen to you when you lived in uh, in Tulsa? Like, or does I've never been to Tulsa, so I don't yeah. know what they You're fine. have or don't have, huh? You haven't missed out. You're good. I don't need to stop by. Okay, no, no, no. no. Um, the only place I've been in Oklahoma is OKC for games and stuff. But uh, there was a period of my life where I lived in Gainesville, Florida, and Gainesville has really grown since then. But ten years ago, like they didn't have stuff. They didn't have. P.F. Chang's, Buffalo Wild Wings. They didn't have some of these main things that a lot of places in the country have. Mm-hmm. And so you would – this is going to sound so sad. You would look forward 
to when they would play in Jacksonville because you get to go to the big town. You get to go to Jacksonville where they got a P.F. Chang's. And there's a Sonic. Montana. Yeah. Yeah, there's all kinds of stuff over in Jacksonville. Uh, did oh, you I, have that? Did you have that in Tulsa? Did you have to like no, go to the was, big town to get it, no, or did Tulsa no, no. have everything? I don't no, know. Tulsa's about Tulsa. a large enough city where like they have like stuff. Do they have a PF Chang's? Do they have yes. a cheesecake factory? Okay. Yes, they do have. A I had, I had that situation. What you're talking about? Because where? when I was coming up, every small market. Like I remember being in Longview, Texas, starting out, and the only place you could get breakfast on a weekend was either the mcdonald's or ihop and like i say the mcdonald's they had like three but like i did say the starbucks because there was only one and the fact that they had a starbucks when i was there was pretty amazing i remember moving to sherman texas and being like oh snap there's a macaroni grill here or not macaroni <laughs> grill it was something else carob is made i forget yeah. one of those but it wasn't olive garden they didn't have olive garden and they did have like a cheddars and a cracker barrel and something else. But yes, it was the, oh, we're only an hour from Dallas. We have all these other things here. So I, I definitely had that come up, if you will, when it came to that, because working in small towns, you didn't have a lot of options. And frankly, I didn't have the money to spend on, on going out to eat. Russ, do you have the opposite of this? Do you have places that most people would kind of you know, dump on a little bit, but you like where you're like, hey, next, you know what, next time I'm on the road, definitely hitting the Applebee's. I don't have a small name place like that. I have a bigger name like chain where it's one of those places that either people either love it or hate it. And that's Waffle House. Mm, awful house. We don't have that here, do we? No, 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 we don't. There's some things that we don't have. Like when you talk about Whataburger, you must know that from college, right? Yes. Because I would have never known about Whataburger until I lived in the set until I went off to school in New Orleans and was in Louisiana, Texas, Florida, those kind of places. And like, as a kid, it's, it's blown up now, but like, as a kid, we living here in Chicago, we saw commercials all the time for Sonic. Yeah. And I'm like, where are these things? Yeah. Like they oh, look great. Sonic. They sell slushes. This looks awesome. Where, where is one? I've never Wait, seen one in my life. Sonic always in the city. Huh? Yeah. I heard it's up in uptown, right? I got to go yeah. to uptown. Yeah. yeah. But there wasn't in 1994. And we'd see these commercials and it's like, what are, what is this place? Well, like, yeah, so both with Sonic and Whataburger. So going down to Texas as a kid, I learned really early on about Whataburger. And I'm like, yo, we do not have one of these back in Chicago. Like, we have a lot of stuff. We don't have one of these. And Sonic was the same way. And so when Sonic came up here, it was like a big deal. And then going down to Tulsa where they have tons of Whataburgers because, like, it's right next to Texas. So a lot of the stuff they have in Texas, they have not there. Like, it was awesome. Steak and Shake was like that. Steak and Shake expanded to Texas, and that was a big deal because mm. at that point, a lot of people were moving from the Midwest or from other locations to Texas, and that was, like, a very exciting thing. When Dallas got in and out Burger, I refused to go because I was like, it's not going to be the same. Mm. And to this day, I still have never had in and out in Texas. I will only get it in California. Maybe that's I like, why I like it so much. It's like the the infrequency of it for me. Like I'll always get it when I go to California, but I, that's like once a year, you know, hmm. maybe twice a year. But for me, like I, I do love it in opera. And, but the Whataburger breakfast taquito is perfection. I want I wanted to talk about going to the dentist today, but like Chris Cody's in my head. Like now I don't know how to do it because I would be like, 
So guys, I went to the dentist. All right. You first like, made fun of me like a, before last week. Now I like don't know how to do it in a normal way. So kids, yes, right. Wait, what's what's wrong with the dentist? Because I, for whatever reason, am not bothered by the dentist. That's kind of what I was going to say is I actually kind of like going to the dentist generally. It's actually kind of relaxing. I don't usually have cavities or teeth problems or anything, and maybe I will eventually. But at this age so far, I haven't. It's actually, I actually don't mind, like, kicking back and they clean your teeth for you. Right. And ideally, you're maintaining health. So yeah. it's kind of like an oil change. You for do your it mouth. now to prevent it from being worse later. There you go. My dentist is super soothing too. He's it's it's like he's running some kind of spa or something. He's like he sings along to all the music very softly. Yes, I love all your Olympic pins are great. I'm just really gonna are. keep like for it's, those watching. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna keep doing it. But <laughs> I asked I asked about what you're talking about pain tolerance earlier. I asked about the teeth whitening. Yeah, and they're like, well, there's two options. There's the option they described that you did where it's like yes. they zap you with this thing for eight minutes at a time. And like the time, the amount of time they're going to do it for is basically as many rounds as you can handle. Yeah. And, eight uh, minutes at a time or is yes. it? No, well, you're see, right. It's like eight minutes at a time. It's eight the minutes and himself it's was usually like, three rounds. But by the second round, you're kind of like, all right, I'm kind of cool. Oh, by the way, they- teeth whitening hurt way more than this tattoo did. I figured it did based on what you'd said before. Yeah. That's crazy, but is it is it all in the same sitting, the eight minutes? Yes. Or is it I just did widescreen of eight minutes. So they, give they, you- they put the stuff on your teeth, they put the uh ultraviolet ray in your mouth, eight yeah. minutes, they zap you, they take it off, redo it, put the gel back on, yeah. they put it back, zap you, and by like halfway through that second round, you're kinda like, I'm cool on this. Yeah. Like, screw these teeth. Right. And then after that, you're they're like, all right, one more round. We'll t- we'll take it down a little bit. But like your teeth are like, I'm dying, and like the nerves are going crazy. And so then, yeah, it's like it that hurt. Like when I've been telling people about like the tattoo pain versus something else, the the teeth whitening hurt so bad compared to this. Okay, let me ask you this because I just did the white strips for two weeks and that was fine. Those work. The dentist told me today those work. Yeah, I think the uh, I think the ultraviolet is a more concentrated version. Yeah, it's like get it done. You walk um, out of there with white the re- teeth. Yeah, the results are great, but Instant. like it's more expensive, and the there's a little bit more. Like that was probably close to a six or a seven out of ten for me personally. It sounded horrible. I was scared of it, and then the dentist said they basically he presented me two options. And he did, I did say, like, what about the white strips at the store? Do those work too? And he says, yeah, they do, but they take a long time. But he's like, we got the, we got the zapper thing, like what you're talking about, Russ, where it's rounds of eight minutes, ideally four rounds. And it's that or this take home kit you can do. And the one where they zap you is like triple the cost of the other one. And the dentist himself is telling me, I don't think you're going to want to do it. Like if your teeth are sensitive at all, you're not going to want to do it. He said, I tried it so I could see how it worked. And by the third round, I was like white knuckling it. And so that combined with what Russ was telling me, I'm like, I'm 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 going to do the take home tray because Layla, the take the take home tray. I'm only accountable to myself. I can be like, you know what? It's really hard. You've done all right. You can cut it after 13 minutes or six minutes or whatever. Oh, see, I did the opposite. I would leave those white strips on for like 45 minutes. 
But Do you I have sensitive have, teeth? Can you eat ice no. cream and stuff with no problem? Yes. Or, and, okay. and here's the weird part. I have had a lot of dental work done. For one, mm. my teeth are, they say, way too big for my mouth, which is insert every joke possible here <laughs> but, but also uh i didn't know if we could do it you know i, I didn't want i didn't I, want the person that did it normally we, I, would, we would have started giggling seven seconds ago, right but right, right. Being professional because you're here layla like right. class the joint no up. i'm the one that has to make the joke so i only yes. have 26 teeth and the normal person has 32. so that's just start oh. with that i only have 26 one of them was impacted. I was born yeah. with only two wisdom teeth on one side, which makes no sense. Uh, good, this, one think, is, right? this one is porcelain because I broke it climbing up a slide when I was eight. Eight-year-olds oh, no. do not need to have the responsibility of adult teeth. And yeah, I totally agree. That is not fair in life. You're absolutely right. An eight-year-old has to be responsible for something that will be at the front of their face the rest of their life. No, I was climbing up the slide. I remember it like it was yesterday and just chunk. And I'm mm. a klutz, so of course I broke my tooth. Uh, I still have a retainer in. I wore braces for the better part of three and a half years. Two of my teeth were on like in the upper part of my gum and had me pulled down. I wear mouth guard because I grind horrible. my teeth. All right, we're, you're lucky you're not in a bubble at this point in your life, Layla. Exactly. So, I mean, you got to a good outcome. Yeah, you've so done pretty well for being the bubble girl. Yeah, and then so you got a TV smile. So the point is I should rue the dentist, but instead I'm like, whatever you need to do. I didn't even go under when they pulled my wisdom teeth. Oh, I was that's like, that's, crazy. I was like, that's, that's for weak, weak people. I was like, that's oh, a sign no, of weakness. I'm one of I was those like, I can do this. I was like, shocked I, to learn that you had the option not to go under. I'm like, yes, I want to be put out for this, of course. Like, recommended. Hey, please, whatever. Yeah. I don't even care about this. Whatever you have to do to get me out. Make me up Thursday. They I, recommended I go under and I was like, that's a sign of weakness. I'm not doing that. Like in college and high school, I was a machine. And like, I've gotten soft as I've gotten older. It's sad. So the dentist is one of those things that I still don't fear. Jason, here's a, then here's the, the other part about the zap teeth whitening. Mm-hmm. So your, your teeth. You still shook by it. You, I remember when I you started the time, it sounded horrible. Like you probably wouldn't do it again. Uh, I'm on going to be on TV every day now. So I probably. There's do. other ways. There's other ways. But, but let's see, like. If you've never done it before, they say that first time is obviously a lot more like you can lessen the degree and like the they turn the notch down once you the intensity it. of it. Yes. But like once your teeth start hurting, that doesn't go away. Then you finish your last round and that sensitivity, everything hurts like you. I couldn't talk. Yeah. I didn't want to talk because yeah. the air hitting my teeth. Right. And I have sensitive teeth by nature. So like the air hitting my teeth, I was like down for the count, dude. Yeah. I want, I'm I, going to teach you a phrase that we learned in Texas. Uh-oh. Oh, I can't wait. Beauty knows no pain. Oh, that does sound like a Texas phrase. Wrong, it hurts. <laughs> <laughs> it hurts. This country was built on a distinctly American work ethic. But today, work is in trouble. We've outsourced most of our manufacturing to other countries. And with that, we sent away good jobs and diminished our capability to make things. American Giant is a clothing company that's pushing back against this tide. They make a variety of high-quality clothing and activewear, like sweatshirts, jeans, dresses, jackets, and so much more. All made right here in the USA, from growing the cotton to adding the final touches. So when you buy American Giant, you create jobs for seamsters, cutters, and factory workers in towns and cities across the United States. And it's about more than an income. Jobs bring pride, purpose. They stitch people together. 
If all that sounds good to you, visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with promo code STAPLE20. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Let's go. Can we do like kind of a Texan theme to our football roundup? Like Tony likes to sing that football roundup song anyway when we do this. Football roundup. That's like Friday Night Lights, Texas. Tony likes to do more like, you know, at the corral. The Woody Loud imagine Texas to be. Those of us that haven't lived there, we picture it like in a cartoon way, you know? Yeah, Tony's Tony's version is like football roundup. Yeehaw! Like, (laughs) that's 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 not what he goes for. That's better. Like, I like that so much better. <laughs> I Tony, all our guests miss Tony. Russ, when are you going to finally admit that we miss Tony? In case you're wondering, um, Tony went out for a pack of cigarettes a month ago and hasn't come back. <laughs> yeah, he said he was coming back. <laughs> he said he was coming back. Um, no, for everybody out there, we saw Tony this weekend. He's doing very well. Live and well. And uh, hopefully we will see, hear and see him very soon on our podcast. I'm... He's finding himself. I'm 100% craving. <laughs> is that the simplest way to put it? I don't know. Finding yourself shouldn't be funny, but it is when he's like 30. <laughs> and it also has like kind of this weird sense of, because like, it involves Tony, it sounds kind of dirty. But we support Blue Tech him. Tone is finding himself. We support him in all of his endeavors. I love Blue Check Tone. That's my favorite nickname for him. Have you seen he's changed his, uh, it, it's Anthony now, and Tony's in parentheses. <laughs> I was surprised he went official with that because it kind of seemed like something we were joking about for a while, and now it's very serious. It was when we, when Lawrence and I saw him at the engagement party, he was just like, he looked at us like, yo, am I, is it Anthony now? Am I officially Anthony? And we were like, yeah, we think you've I'm not calling him that. I'm not calling him that. Well, no, we can say Tony is our friend. But like when I refer to him, I'll like say Anthony first and then like I don't think that I could make myself do that. I've known him since I moved back here and I've known him as Tony until now he decided he wants to be a grown up. Well, he likes I think he likes to introduce himself as Tony uh, Anthony now. But wait, Layla, Layla, Tony is like an adult's name, though. Like it's kind of weird sometimes when you meet an adult and their name is like Jimmy or something like that, like kind of a kid sounding name. But Tony's not one of those names. I don't think so. But also, does he uh, does he like purposefully lower his voice now whenever he says Anthony? Is he like, hi, I'm Anthony. Oh, that's funny. I wish he did. Tony, you should, you should do that now. Yeah, maybe he'll pick that up. Uh, the funny part hi, is like, Tony still produces the pod. And so he like yes. all the jokes we make about him, even though he's not here. It's the best. Yeah, we're not talking behind his back. He'll hear all these. Um, Football Roundup is brought to you by BetUS. You can go to BetUS.com and use promo code SPORTSADJACENT, all one word, to get a 125% sign-up bonus. You can bet on everything. You can bet on all sports there, futures, the games this weekend, whatever. Uh, Russ, the Bulls are still just sitting there 18-1 to to win the title. They're the eighth among the favorites. Good value. It It probably seems like it is good value. Like They're probably not going to win, but they got a shot. Yeah, at eighteen to one, time. I kind of I like that a lot better than Lakers at twelve to one. They're a five yeah. team. 
I have a bet for you, family. Oh, yeah? We're all here. Over on Cleveland wins. Yes. You, you bet that before the, the season? Money. I did not, but I no, know but... many who did, and they are oh, going okay. to make t- a pile of money. Good. But even now, cleared. even if the line is adjusted now to where you can still bet, where you can still wager, I would do it. Yeah, if you put 100 bucks on Cleveland over win, you, you made some good money. Yes. Russ, right now today, the Lakers, as the, at the time we're recording this, the Lakers are a 500 team exactly, and they are 12 to 1. Toronto is one game over 500, and they're 100 to 1 to win the title. <laughs> that's kind of, but what it, the point is, that's kind of what the Lakers' odds should, should be if yeah. we don't all kind of take this, like, one little thing is like maybe LeBron can carry them. We don't know. Yeah. Well, there was a report today saying from Dan Wokey that there's been no decision made on Frank Vogel's future. And I'm like, ah, another day in the world of the Lake Show. <laughs> um, in the NFL games this weekend, the Titans uh, home minus three and a half versus the Bengals. Packers minus six versus the 49ers. And then on Sunday, the Bucks are minus three against the Rams. I, the Rams Beat them solidly. It was early in the season, but the Rams beat them solidly, and the Rams are really, really good. Uh, Chiefs are are minus two and a half at home against the Bills, and that's another one where they played, uh, I believe it was week five, and Buffalo whooped them pretty good. Um, you can also bet Super Bowl outcomes at BetUS. Uh, the, you can bet the exact outcome, Team A beats Team B. And the fa- do you think you know what the favorite is for that, Russ? Uh, I, I know the Chiefs are the favorite probably still. Chiefs are the favorite in the AFC, but the the most favored outcome at eleven to one is Green Bay over Kansas City. Got it. Oh, they um, think Green Bay is going to win. Well, yeah, sort of. I mean, then they have Buffalo over Green Bay, Green Bay over Buffalo, and KC over Green Bay are all twelve to one, so not far behind. Cooper Cup is thirty three to one. You can bet him right now to win Super Bowl MVP. My guy. And Cole Beasley is two hundred to one. In case you're interested in the heavy ones, your guy. <laughs> your guy. Cole Beasley. Ram, Rams over anyone for those exact outcomes starts at 22 to 1. And I feel like I've been feeling like all season the Rams really have a shot. I don't know because they got walloped in that post Thanksgiving Green Bay game. Like that was not as close as the yeah. score indicated. There was a lot of garbage time there. At one point, wasn't it like 38 to 3? I want an NFC championship of Green Bay and the Rams. I think that's what we did. Like, especially after. The Bucks lost Chris Godwin. Obviously, you don't have Antonio Brown anymore, but he was a big part of that offense. Like, and they lost their left tackle, and who knows for how long? So, yeah. I think that the the Rams Green Bay would be an awesome game. I don't know if the how the bracket lines up. If that's even possible, I hope it is because that would be great. Layla, Russ, and I have been very aligned on the, and we feel this way about baseball too, where we're, we were not in favor of adding the extra playoff spots in the AFC and NFC. And you've paid for that as a viewer by sitting and watching the Steelers get crushed. The Eagles get crushed. Last year, you watched the bears get in and get crushed. And uh, in Indianapolis lost pretty solidly to Buffalo. I think it ended up being a close game last year as the seventh seed, but it was something like a two touchdown game in the fourth quarter before some late scores. Um, it's not good. And it's not and it, it like the exact intended effect that they want it to have is one of the things I don't like about it where you get to like, you get to like mid December Layla and it's all but five teams are still in the hunt that you have the bears at like four and seven still in it. And they're not good. It's because of the 17th game. 
that seventeenth game too. increased the sample size, took a yep. little bit of the parity out, and I feel like because of that, the excitement now that you used to feel at the end of the season, you're now feeling that in November, early December, yeah. you're you're trying to figure it out. So fifteen, sixteen, right? And yeah. and now you're you're seeing that seventeenth game, and then the extra playoff game. Uh, take a lot of that out. So you know what the NFL is likely to do at an 18th game and an 18th. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Blow because it out even more. It's not, they know no matter what, Thursday night football is the best example. They will put bars in tone on television and call it Thursday night football, which is what some of those games have been. And it's still going to get the, the top rating and it's not even close. <laughs> Speaking of those uh, seven play, number seven playoff seeds, Layla, did you notice that the Bears went from, at the time, saying this didn't mean anything and this was not good, and we know it's not good, to a year later saying, hey, that was a playoff season in 2020. It wasn't even a year later. It was like two Stamp weeks it. later when they were doing that stupid press conference where they Playoffs said, two hey, out of three years. Yeah. We, we got out of the six-game losing streak, and it took me seven months to realize they didn't even prioritize starting five and one. <laughs> I, they I, were so much more obsessed with talking about the positives after a six-game losing streak. They forgot yeah. to let everybody know how they started. I hate, and once again, I say this every week. I hate talking about the Bears on our podcast because I feel I like I you hate talking about the Bears in general in life too. It's yeah, not a fun but, thing, but to especially talk about. especially our business that we have. Um, the fact that the Bears and their ownership group think that they are in the same conversation as organizations like the Steelers and Giants who have Super Bowls in this millennium uh, is hilarious because they're closer to being the Jaguars than they are to being the Steelers. We'll we'll get to them. I want to definitely get Layla's thoughts on this uh, because I don't think she's done um, taking a blowtorch to the Bears. But speaking of teams that aren't very self-aware, let's start with the Cowboys. Dak Prescott runs uh, for a 17-yard quarterback draw at the end of that game and the play ends with eight seconds left at what the tw- the 24 or something like that and they can't they, they they have no timeouts and they just can't in eight seconds they can't get the ball spotted and spike it and they end, that's how they end up losing just uh in total confusion on the field trying to figure out what happened russ i i don't I actually didn't hate that call it kind of worked and with eight seconds that should be enough time to spike the ball. It was just that they weren't prepared for the moment, which is odd because that's something you work on in the NFL all the time in all those training camps, uh, those Friday walkthroughs, like you go over stuff like that. At the same time, like if you go back and look at the play, everybody messed up. Dak didn't give the ball to the official. He gave the ball to the center. Center didn't know where to give the ball. And then you had guys walking back to the huddle knowing that you didn't have any time left and you were under 10 seconds. So All they've been doing is blaming the refs the entire time, though. They're not saying any of what you just said. Yeah. From McCarthy down, they're not saying that. There's, it's all the refs' fault. The Cowboys were the most penalized team in the NFL, weren't they? Mike McCarthy is known for his lack of in-game decision-making, especially when it comes to the final minutes of a game, or half for that matter. Every week, somebody of relevance is asking, what, what was Mike McCarthy thinking? <laughs> None of this is a shock. None of it. And what do you think was going to happen there when you made a mockery of the hiring process and you're Jerry Jones and Mike McCarthy admits later, oh, I didn't watch all the games I said I watched. You're not watching the game in front of you. Yeah. 
who's shocked by this? Ultimately, people kept asking me, oh, Layla, aren't you sad? No, I saw this coming in 2020. It's one of the few things last year that was predictable. It makes you wonder. People will always say about Aaron Rodgers, how come he didn't win more championships? And um, Mike McCarthy's face might be the first one I picture. That's it. That's it. Like, I don't know what caused Jerry Jones to think that that was a good decision, but he also stayed with Jason Garrett for a really long time. And yeah. to me, when I think of teams like the Giants, it's that kind of decision. It's the loyal to a fault. And the Bears want to be in that category. But the more disturbing thing is the reports of how many other NFL teams are making crucial decisions for them. Yes, right. Huh. What do we do? What do we do? Let's go ask the owners of the uh, Giants and Cardinals. You know. I would be like, yes, keep Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace as long as you possibly right. can. Right. Because um, I know that I'll get wins whenever I play you. Yeah, I'm sure that uh, I'm sure that it had it actually been up to uh, their owner, Aaron Rodgers, he would have kept Nagy and Pace. Hi, Aaron Rodgers would have kept yeah. Nagy and Pace. Yes. Moving on, someone needs to say this, I feel like, so I'll do it. Uh, Bruce Arians is out of control. I think that Bruce Arians has uh, been running a little wild the last couple of years. I think Brady coming down and winning a Super Bowl for him might have uh, emboldened him in a way that's a little bit dangerous. Did you see him hitting one of his players in the head because uh, he was afraid he was going to commit a penalty the other day? I saw – yeah, like – how do I say this? I – wasn't as upset with it like you shouldn't put your hands on people right it was more i saw it as like i've had coaches hit me like not like hit like what are you doing it was pretty aggressive it was was aggressive aggressive smack and then an elbow and then a push it was a little much come on what are you doing you're gonna get a penalty get away like he came out on the field to do it it was enough that especially because uh andrew adams the safety was not looking at him when he got when arian's smacked him upside the helmet, that you couldn't have blamed Andrew Adams if he just turned around and swung. Well, he swiped knowing, away. Not knowing who he it was. like swiped away because I don't think he knew who it was that did it. Well, what would happen if he turned around and swung and hit his coach? Like, he'd be the one in trouble. Yeah. Also, Bruce Arians has a partially ruptured Achilles and doing that. So, like, let's calm down, Bruce Arians. He said afterward, no regret, no apology. Um, I've seen enough dumb things, basically. Uh that he wanted to get involved in this situation. I, I'm not for hitting a, hitting one of your employees. I'm not for putting hands on people either, but I, I, I don't know, man. That's, that, to me, is the, uh, is the real flaw other than the action. It's the action and then the lack of acknowledgement of the optics. The double down, yeah. Yes. You could have said, I was in the moment. I have been frustrated. You saw what happened with Antonio Brown. This has not been an easy season. I was he I was fired up. That shouldn't have been my move. Like there there were acknowledgments of optics that could have happened there, which people would have understood because he's built up enough capital, but that didn't happen. For sure. Uh do you guys want to delve into college football a little bit? Just a quick little college football racism story that happened to catch my eye this past week. Um all this right. feels this feels like a good time to be taking stock of your your program and Seeing like, hey, what things do we have here that are unfair to black players or have bias involved in them or mistreatment? And uh, Kirk Kirk Ferentz of Iowa is going the other way on this one. Uh, Ferentz disbanded an alumni advisory committee that was started in 2020, and he was very proud to announce uh, that was intended to do exactly what I just said, assess you know whether there were 
racially insensitive or discriminatory practices within their program. And uh, he was all for that until it was floated in that committee that maybe he should retire and no longer be the Iowa coach. And he says that's not why he disbanded it, but it's pretty interesting timing that it comes right when former offensive lineman David Porter is suggesting within the committee, mind you, doing exactly what he's supposed to be doing, kind of feeling out, saying what he thinks about something and feeling out whether anybody validates this opinion. Uh, it coincides right with when he suggested within the committee that maybe Kirk Ferentz should have a, uh, not, you know, and be escorted into retirement as they find a coach who maybe would be better suited to run this program. Can I ask you a question? Yes. Was that advisory committee created after the reports of the strength and conditioning coach at Iowa, who ended up being hired by Urban Meyer at Jacksonville, who noted important players and alumni have spoken out against and the college players who were afraid to say anything because of what happened at the program? Chris Doyle is who you're referring to. And yes, these things coincided in 2020. So what this sounds like is a, oh, there was smoke and fire here. It wasn't just smoke. There was fire to the smoke. And instead of actually doing what they set out to do, they thought that that was too much. And if you've been around college football, you know that the strength and conditioning coach is like the the head coach's right-hand man. Like he's basically the off-season coach, and this guy was there twenty years. And but yes, you're uh, you're very correct to point out that the second he got fired, Urban Meyer thought that'd be a good idea to hire him. Once again, doubling down on bad optics. Uh, I got another Texas story for you here, Layla. <laughs> Go on, David Cully. Um, I don't think this guy ever had a chance. No, and I would say he never should have taken this job, Russ except that uh, he's going to get $22 million. He's going to get this whole contract for coaching one season. So maybe a good choice to coach him. But but what chance did this guy have when they say, hey, hey, bud, uh, congrats on your first head coaching job. You get a 4-12 and team and the MVP quarterback's out. Good luck. Go get him. No, it's – what I don't like about it, I know people are saying, oh, he's going to get $22 million. Like, why are you sad for him? It's – you got to think about the process, though. Like, you have a coach who – Took a job where they loaded the deck against him. Right. He had a really bad hand already. Nick Casario brought him in to know that he was going to fire him a year later. And actually, out of the roster, more out of the roster than most people thought he was going to get. And then he gets fired. Like, he he got the team to buy in, got guys to play above, you know, where they probably were supposed to play. And so, like, to be treated like that, that shows a lack of respect for you as the person and the individual, yep. like screw the money at the end of the day. It's like, why do you feel the need to treat me like this? Like you could have picked anybody to be your Guinea pig for whatever situation your first right. year as GM. Like you don't Just have to pretend that. interim coach. Basically, like, I really thought like when, when they hired David Cully, I'm assuming he thought he had a real shot to keep that job. And, to, and, and, he's, and he's rusty. He's close to 60 years old at that point. Like he's worked his entire, not entire career, not gotten that opportunity. Yeah. yeah. I'm not saying that the money makes it better, Layla, but I'm glad for him. He's getting his full money. Uh, but it does seem like this was a trap from day one. I feel like he was used. Yeah, exactly. It wasn't just a trap. He was used. And I think the difference here is what happened in Boston in the one year there. It's not the same. But the year where 
uh, was it Renicky who filled yeah, in for Corey? Yeah, Cora. for Jerry Cor or for Axe Cora. Thank you. Yeah, yeah it's, I'm sorry. My final no, brain is overwriting baseball brain right now. So Renicky fills in for a year, but he knew exactly what that was. And so did Cora. And everybody knew. So it was some sort of, there was some sort of uh, implied consent there because of how black and white it was. And I feel like in Houston and in the NFL in general, the unwritten rules are so much stronger sometimes because everybody abides by them in such a way. Like to me, Cully was used. Either they hired somebody they didn't want to hire to begin with because they knew they couldn't get a certain person to take that job given what was surrounding the team at the time. And so he was set up to fail from the very beginning. Or they decided they could get somebody better after Houston became a more optimistic place to play because of him. And then he still gets a raw deal. Last item in football roundup, Russ, uh, the Bills fans are nuts. Um, literally in this case. Did you see that uh, <laughs> one of them threw a uh, mm, sexual device, we'll call it, at uh, Patriots wide receiver Kendrick Bourne when he scored a touchdown? I think they hit him. I couldn't tell from the video, but it looked like it connected. That would be unfortunate if they like actually hit him. That's that's. I think it hit him in the back of the jersey. Yeah, um, it, this is like a Bills tradition. This is not the first time they've done this. There's a lot of weird things that go on with the Bills fans. Uh, like one of their main. This is just like normal for them. Like how you might sit around uh, playing cornhole with your friends at a tailgate. They dive drunkenly onto folding tables and collapse them. Just different strokes for different folks, you know. Um, they do a lot of other weird things. Deadspin, you remember when Deadspin was good? Deadspin used to kind of catalog all these weird uh, Bills fan incidents. There's, you know, a lot of snorting and a lot of groping and all, just a lot of weird oh. stuff happens at these Bills games. Oh, I don't like that. <laughs> I don't think those are two things that you should want at your tailgate. <laughs> Some of that was during games. Um, I didn't uh, – they, they had videos of stuff like this from the seats. But um, Kendrick Bourne looked upset. He looked like he didn't. He didn't think it was funny. Oh no! If, with him, if you threw a uh, one of those at me, I would be pretty upset too. Because now questions are filling in my mind. Has this been used? Oh, why did you bring this to the game? <laughs> oh, this is disgusting, but pertinent. Yes, I agree. You know, who let you in with this, sir or madam? Like <laughs> so many, so many questions. I would have. I would be bothered flustered if you will it is something though to think because you got to be in the good enough seats to be able to do that yeah uh it is interesting to think of someone buying those tickets and then being like you know what i'm gonna take to the game not a foam finger right yeah <laughs> <laughs> see lately okay. you get a little bit of everything in football roundup I love football roundup, but we also talked about this on my show, to which I also laughed. And the first question Dan had was, how much does it cost? To which I truthfully said, I don't know. But did I think it was funny? Yes, I did. Do I still think it's funny? I 100% do. Oh, ladies <laughs> in favor of throwing the uh, sexual device in. Well, uh, it's, just, yeah, it's a tradition, and it's funny. It's a tradition. Okay. <laughs> Not all traditions need to continue, but go ahead. Most don't, frankly. I want this. I want to try to figure out how far I want to push this thing. Oh, as far as possible, please. This would be a great time if we had Tony actually on doing actual producer work. Because we all sit here and don't know how much it costs, and we can be like, Tony, look that up. Google that on your computer. 
From- it's priceless. That's what it is. It's priceless. We're all talking about it. It's funny. You know good and well they're not going to punish whoever threw it because everybody laughs. Because it's tradition, Layla, right? Like you said. Yeah. I don't know who started it. It's also because it's against the Patriots. What do you got, Russ? And- you know what? I'm not going to take it there. It's cool. Oh, I think everyone would like you to. No, it's cool. My mom was Everyone would like you to. Cheryl Dorsey wouldn't want me to. So for right. once, I'm going to. Oh, you know what? We haven't used the elevator music in a while. Tony, cue it up. It looked like a good one, yeah. <laughs> I didn't want to say it, but you're right. Like it looked like a, a, it was like a Dollar Tree. <laughs> that was like, like the Williams and Sonoma. Yeah, it looked like got the job done for some. Williams and Sonoma. Uh. Yeah, I know for a fact those are not Williams and Sonoma. Uh, it also stirs your smoothie. Jeez. <laughs> Depending on who you ask. I think this is a good time for an Everything's Fine segment. Tony, pull the pin on Everything's Fine. We're going to check in with Layla and see if everything is indeed fine. Now it's time for a Chicago Bears segment we call... This is fine. I'm okay with the events that are unfolding currently. Everything's fine. That's okay. Things are going to be okay. Layla, is everything indeed fine? Uh, every, the Bears are always telling us everything's fine, or at least, hey, if it's not fine at the moment, it's going to be fine. Um, is everything fine with the Bears and their coaching and GM search as of uh, Tuesday night at 9.51 p.m.? No. Oh, um, well, what's what's the issue here? Uh, I worry that the voice that everybody reports to for at least three out of the five people involved in the coaching search is going to yell the loudest and therefore be the one who's heard the most. And the other guy has, uh, even though he's a Hall of Famer and whatnot, has been out of the game for quite some time. And only a decade. The other guy uh, likes to consult his competition to figure out what he needs to be doing. And when asked about qualities in a head coach and general manager that they want, he just came up with a bunch of buzzwords, which is how we got Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace to begin with. Pretty instead tough. of any sort of basis of philosophy. And I, this may shock you, did not play football myself. But oh. if I had one job, and a lot of free time because I had money to have free time. I would probably know more about what I needed to have in a head coach and general manager at that point in my respective career, where my record as CEO is seventy nine and ninety seven. So, and I have zero playoff wins. We need new imaging for everything's not fine, Russ. I feel like we've been we've been slapped upside the head with some truth here. Unfortunately, oh, Layla, Layla's absolutely- we like to believe everything's fine. Well, Layla's right. Oh, you like to believe. I mean, yeah, if, if, you, were, dig, right? if but, you were born uh, into family money and you have an NFL team, sure, ultimately everything is fine. This is my for thing. Them, yes, everything's this fine for I, them. I yes. agree with, this is why I agree with Layla. Like, Doug, your granddad started the NFL. Right. This is their only, like, ma- this is their major business. It's not like they own, like, FedEx or they own, like, Postmates or like they own some successful Fortune 500 company. The Bears are their major business, right? Their their main business. 
and they don't do it successfully as far as on-field product goes, which would help the value of the franchise, right? Because people keep saying, oh, well, the Bears are worth blah, 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 blah. Yeah, if the Bears were actually good at football, they'd be worth a lot more. If the Bears ran Postmates, nobody would have food. No, and then they charge you more to not get your food. Right. And then they tried to tell you that that's where the read progression on the food run was supposed to go. And that they collaborated on the ideas to not get you your food. But you know what? The guy they hired to give you the food was gritty. And he was a leader. And he had Talking good about Yeah. No, that was, well, those pace. were two of the no, words yeah. that, those were two of the words that George said he wanted in somebody, George McCaskey. Gritty and leader. I love, I like the idea of like it being a, a restaurant or a food company like that. Like, hey, welcome to McNeggie's. Um, how can I help you? By the way, we're out of everything. And if you need this food to go more than, I don't know, four yards on a play or delivery, it's not going to happen. Yeah, our, our, right. ice, our, our ice cream machine and offense do not work. Yeah. Would you like some of our um, mozzarella short of the sticks? The <laughs> order supposed to come in six, but it's only five. Um, Layla, you're a native Texan. I mean, I don't. you didn't grow up with the Bears like Russ and I did, but I, I assume you would like to see – you'd prefer the Bears to be good and do well? Of course I would. So you're sort that's of a fan. I, that's the team I watch every Sunday. Right. Yeah, and that's I unfortunate. Their fans pain. Right. But, so how do you? But, but how do you balance that with like last week, for example, when they do this scene, this um, talk about great traditions? This one's just as good as the one we talked about in Buffalo. The year-end George McCaskey press conferences that infuriate everyone. Um, are you? Is it maddening for you, or as someone who's hosting a radio show, is it like fun? Because like here we go. Uh, I, I am not the sell the team hot take. Like I, I'm not the 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 fan the flames type of host, right? Like that's yeah, not, but you're great at tearing apart some BS. That's not the place I live in. But it was hard to listen to how disconnected George McCaskey sounded from unfortunately the very beginning. You can't use somebody's horrible, horrible outcome of really cruel fate in life to try to equate it to something that was unfortunate and look good after that. We, that is not that is not how you begin it in something. I agree. I just and and, and somebody has to be the person to say, yo, this, this is not how you do this. Right? Parker Dickerson, what happened to him is heartbreaking. Yeah. And I don't like saying his name often because he doesn't, he, he did nothing to deserve having it out there. He's a child and should have been able to live in a typical life as much as possible. And for, for George McCaskey to say, well, he's about the same age as Matt Nagy's children. And that is a direct quote. Yeah. And then talk about a high school football game. Where because you put him in that position and because the reports came out and the kids are chanting fire Nagy and that wasn't less than at the game, those two are not the same. Those two are not anywhere near the same. And that took, that was a real issue to me. And then to end it 
by dismissing a beloved player in the franchise. One that one of your franchise's best players said belongs in the Hall of Fame, who's a trusted name and has developed talent on your team better than the coaches on staff. And to say that that didn't happen, that is not okay to me. One of the biggest takeaways I had was Ryan Pace on the day he was fired, having the class and the stones to confirm what Olin Cruz said on the air. That was a that was a boss move by Ryan Pace, and he deserves credit for that because he didn't have to do that, especially not on that day. Right. Yeah, it's uh. Did that give me any confidence that they know how to fix this for the how manyth time? <laughs> no. Yeah. Uh, do you think that there is any chance they might stumble luckily into the right answer here? Because a lot of the guys they're interviewing are good candidates. Did you hear how many times the media has has optimistically used the word luck in this whole process? And the good news is their actions should outweigh their words. And they have had some really good candidates that they've involved in this process. And I applaud them for that because I, I think the names and the list of people they have are very strong. And they're also acknowledging parts of the franchise that they that they have excluded when you when you acknowledge what chris ballard has done and wanting to hire so many of his employees for example i think that that says something but that discussion that they had with us was not okay i would also just like to say uh you know, thanks to everybody who um, has reached out to uh, my place of work about Les Grobstein. We all miss him too. And, um, you know, it's just, it's a hard time. And I appreciate everybody, even though I didn't know him as well as, say, Mark Rohde. Yeah. Uh, I think I I appreciate everybody just, just saying kind words and reaching out. That is very nice. Chicago sports legend, Les Grobstein who uh, passed away this week at 69 uh, for everybody out there that didn't uh, know, or if you hadn't seen on different and various social media. So um, rest in peace to, to, to Les and, and prayers and condolences to his longtime girlfriend and his son um, and everybody over at the score and all the listeners of, of his, not only here in Chicago, but like around the country. Cause like Les had tons of fans and one of the, the heart, he always say that, they call James Brown the hardest working man in show business. That was like less like less would go on the radio for five hours from like midnight, right. 5 a.m., but also be at a game earlier that day covering. So he had content to talk about like uh, they don't make them like that anymore. Uh, and Bruce Levine wrote like there won't be another less grab scene. He's right. Like they don't make guys like less anymore. Um, but no, we were the city was lucky to have him for as long like to work in. Layla, I heard you guys this morning on my way uh, to the studio, and it was just like to work in a, a market for fifty years is insane. It's uh, yeah, there there's not a lot of words to describe it because, frankly, there's not a lot of words to describe less. Only less could have described less and his actions and and what he meant to people, especially people just up at night who needed either a distraction or wanted a way to connect. And I think that he meant a lot to a lot of people in that space. And to do that for as long as he did, the grower was an original.
Russ, would you like to hear the, and Layla, would you like to hear the news we didn't get to today? Yes. yes Good. That's the right answer. Uh, we begin our news wrap up as we often do with Ben Simmons. Russ, someone tried to trade for Ben Simmons, reportedly. We're obsessed with uh, with Ben Simmons here, Layla, just so you know, and his plight and uh, his complete mishandling of every part of his attempt to get out of Philadelphia. Um, Trust the process. Jake, Jake Fisher of Bleacher Report wrote that the Pistons offered the following, which I think is not a bad offer for Ben Simmons. Jeremy Grant, I believe he was on the Olympic team, 20-point-per-game uh, score. Sadiq, Sadiq Bey, a starting small forward for them. Yeah. Oh, you gave me now. A, a throw-in. Um, and also a first-round pick. The Pistons had like the second or third-worst record in the league. That's probably going to be a good pick. I, I don't know how you turn that down. <laughs> If it's either that package or nothing, because right now you have Ben Simmons, which is nothing. I just, uh, I don't care anymore. Can that be, can that be my response? Oh, no. Well, that's a sad close to our chapter here. We're done with. Dude, he hasn't played basketball. I don't care if you haven't played basketball. But Russ, like we as a show, if we have like four pitches here, he's like, no, he's like our changeup. Like we go to Ben Simmons. We need to find, we need to change up the repertoire. Wow. Like if Kyrie has played basketball before Ben Simmons, like I'm done. That is surprising. That is surprising. Yes. Did you see? By the way, Kyrie had a funny interaction the other day with a fan in Cleveland that was heckling him from courtside or courtside adjacent, whatever it might be. And uh, he turned. Kyrie turned around and said to him, "I won you guys a championship, and you're still ungrateful." Listen, I mean, he's not wrong. Um, Cam Akers. Running back for the Los Angeles Rams, tore his Achilles in the summer, came back and played in the playoff game this weekend for the Rams before Ben Simmons played in a basketball game. Like, there, can you come on, man? Like, I don't care until he's until he's on a court. I don't care anymore. I'm sorry. I know this was our thing and it was our bit. And I, you're looking with this blank face, like I can't believe Russ did this to me. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> this is where this is where I am. I He's like dead to you. I mean, not. I was just like, I don't, I don't want to hear his name. Like, yo, until somebody trades for him, it's all just whatever. Now Darryl I don't feel like doing the rest of the news. No, oh, sorry, buddy. Aww. Somebody give Jason a hug. What? Did you have something on this, Layla? Did you have? Uh, I guess this would be our final Ben Simmons segment. <laughs> yeah. Would you like to close it for us? What was your favorite part of the Ben Simmons segment era? I can't say because it's because uh, it'll get me in trouble. But uh, I guess I, if I had to go back, then my second pick would be that uh, he tr- practiced with his phone in his phone. Like yes, that. absolutely. Yeah, but it was it was a uh, but to amend that, it, yeah, yes, you're right because at the same practice where Doc was like, "Yo, Ben, come get me defensive drills," and he was just like, "No, <laughs> I got sent home." He's just on his phone playing Wordle. Can I yes. discuss something to you guys? Yeah, but I, you know, I wanted yeah, all I of wanted, America's listening in too, though. I wanted Doc Rivers to be the head coach of the of the Bulls. That would have been good. Like, I, fine. I was a little frustrated when Doc Rivers became available and the Bulls didn't give themselves enough time to make themselves available for him. But yeah. what Billy Donovan has done with this team speaks for itself. I just, uh, I don't know, man. 
I don't know. I, I don't know if I have to reassess how I feel about Doc after what happened in L.A. and what we're seeing now. I don't know how I feel. He definitely misplayed the Ben Simmons thing because they should have been able to unload him for something or gotten some kind of production out of him. And now they're going to sit here and get nothing as they turn down. Not a bad trade offer. I love Doc, though. But that's those are two major issues. What happened in in L.A. and what happened here? You sound sad, like you want to reach out to him and try to help him. Because I just I love him. You sound more sad than mad. I just I'm sad because I'm like, how do I think about you now? Like, what what am Mm -hmm. I supposed to feel? Russ? I just I, I hear you. I hear you. And those are valid feelings and emotions. And I don't want to ever, you know, make your feelings feel like they aren't valid, Layla. That was a great effort. Wow. What? That's what Layla's my friend. It's sincere. That's what someone but, says when they weren't listening. How, and they're like, oh, uh, <laughs> your feelings feel like feelings to me. And I feel like you sound like George McCaskey up there. No. But how do you feel oh. about but how do you feel about Doc Rivers though? I, has I, the last has the last four I, years changed your opinion of him? I like Doc. Um, that's probably where it just like I like Doc. He's right. got to have see, a great team. See, like you can't. Guys, if you want to be a great coach, you got to have a great team. If Phil Jackson coached the Sacramento Kings, he's probably not going to win six. I was gonna, yeah, I was going to say like, look, I I watch. I'm a big fan of the Kevin Garnett Doc, but like. They went from being one of the worst teams in the NBA when Doc was the coach to they kind of lucked into Kevin Garnett and Paul Pierce and Ray Allen in the same offseason and won a title the, the following year. And, and you know, that I dare you forget Antoine Walker and, and Antoine and, and Kendrick Perkins and, and Ron, young Rondo, who was a stud. But like they, there were rumors that Doc would have was going to get fired. Right. That was out there at the time. And so, like, I'm glad Doc didn't get fired. He, you know, went on to have the, he's gone on to have this long career as a coach in the NBA. But like, I'm not going to say Doc is would I say Doc is a better coach than Eric Spolstra? I don't. I think very highly of Eric Spolstra. Um, but, yeah, I, there you go. That's my feelings. See, yeah, I feel like this is um, this is a rough truth about all that you know like you have to examine yourself i too like russ felt that the feelings you felt were <laughs> good I, feelings that that we I all felt, way you felt those feelings. i was way smoother you were i said i'd never want to invalidate layla's feelings everybody I, knew you're faking i just <laughs> at all. I just, man, sometimes I just have like sports feelings about stuff and I don't know where you to put it. have feelings, Layla. And I, I have a story know. about a guy who is playing, if you guys want to hear that. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Devin Booker is feuding with all the mascots in the league. I've seen the Raptor. The Raptor. They were playing in Toronto where they have no fans. And so there's no one there except the mascot. And he's shooting critical free throws late in the game. And he's upset because the mascot is down there uh, under the basket acting spastically to try to distract him, Layla. And then the Raptor got put in timeout. Right. Sent to the corner, literally. Yeah. <laughs> Did you see Josiah Johnson's tweet? <laughs> no, you'll have to tell us. He doesn't miss. He just doesn't miss. So, so he had the picture of the, the porthole from Jurassic Park and the Raptor eye. 
<laughs> and the yeah. caption was the Raptor looking for Devin Booker after the game. That's funny. <laughs> yeah, he I was uh, disappointed to learn that their mascot's name is the Raptor. That that's all they got. They just named it the Raptor. It works. Shouldn't it be like Benny the Raptor or something? No, that's creative. Raptor the Raptor. <laughs> no, I was just gonna try it at least. That's that's kind of set Devin Booker off because he's he's been he's been tearing it up lately. Well, you know, Devin said that he and the Raptor are cool now, so yeah. they must have come to some sort of detente. Someone asked him that the, there was another great example of a media question in a post game. Someone asked him like, what, what, "Was he upset at which mascot, the blow up doll, or the other one?" Yeah. He's like, "No, no, no, it wasn't a blow up doll. It was the real one. He's he called it the real one, the live one. I think he called it the live one." Um, then they, they, they played the Spurs though, and then the uh, the Spurs mascot, the Coyote, was wearing a like plastic cone of silence. You know, to kind of taunt Devin Booker. So I that probably won't be the last man. Once you cross the mascots, man, they're gonna all be coming for you. The coyote is beloved. The coyote might be more loved than most of the Spurs teams because he's that loved in San Antonio. I didn't know that. Oh yeah. Yeah. The coyote is it the coyote is people's favorite spur. If you have kind of a weird name like that, a name that's not like an animal. Or something like that, you know, Spurs or Suns or the Cleveland Browns. You got to come up with some kind of animal, I guess, to have, right? So, are there a lot of coyotes in San Antonio? Oh, yeah. Pro- oh, I, yeah. I would think my first thing would be San Antonio. I'd think of bats. Yeah, a lot of bats. But That's a lot cool of a mascot, I guess. Well, bats have gotten a bad rap, especially the last two years or so. But I have a soft spot. It's in my been tough times Anything. for the bats. Yes, but bats eat mosquitoes, so bats are number one to me. They do actually. Do you know that, Russ? Like, I one of my neighbors actually set up. Uh, what do they call the thing that they? It's like a bat house, but that's not the right word for it. Cave. Like a bat no, cave? it's like a. It looks like a birdhouse on the top of a like a tree or a tall pole or something like that, and it's to attract bats to live there. And then the bats will swoop around and eat all the mosquitoes. And that's like a that is a legitimate form of pest control, according to my neighbor. Did you did you know a mom bat can recognize her baby bat squeak? among thousands of bats that is the cutest thing i've ever heard that's she that's how she knows who her child is she recognizes its squeak Hmm. oh i have us tell us about your feelings about those feelings i I, I, I am not gonna lie to you i have nothing to to give to this topic at hand so maybe you have something for this one are you familiar with the comedian and uh talk show host steve harvey yeah yeah i like steve harvey uh, Steve Harvey's 25-year-old daughter, Lori Harvey, is dating I, Michael B. Jordan. Yeah, fully oh, aware. You're familiar of with Lori. I'm familiar with Lori, yeah. Okay. Are you also is Lori, with Is Lori worthy of Michael B. Jordan? Oh, yeah, very much so. Good oh, for Michael. So this, this couple is an amazingly good-looking couple? Yeah. All the way around? Absolutely. Absolutely. Both sides. Good for them. Yeah. Steve Harvey seems gen- generally... Please, he seems to like Michael B. Jordan, and he's invited to Christmas. Well, compared to some of the people she's been associated with in the past, Michael B. Jordan oh, is, is an upgrade. Yeah, future Tony's okay. right. guy uh, was also. I don't ever know what that means, but you guys always say it like it's very questionable. Future's history, but neither here nor there. Continue. I don't. Did I do a book report on future? I feel like maybe I did. I think you did in a past episode. Yeah. It's another segment we do around here every now and then, a book report, which is basically just I sum up some stuff I read on Wikipedia about something I didn't know before, Layla. 
I yeah, Future is. I like his music. I love his music, but boyfriend, well. Not bringing him to Thanksgiving, huh? I just, there's a lot happening there. No, maybe we need to do a part two of my book report. Do you want to know what's going on with uh, Steve Harvey and Lori Harvey and I, Michael I was, B. Jordan? Or, I was waiting for that. Part. This has been good. This has been a good conversation. We can just. I mean, um, you know, it can be tough. It can be tough for a dad in the Instagram era. And he was on uh, the Ellen DeGeneres show, and she showed him a photo that Michael B. Jordan and his daughter put on Instagram, and it was a very loving photo. And uh, Steve Steve Harvey did not enjoy that. And he said, I'm very uncomfortable with that picture right there. I'm not really feeling that picture. Okay. It's a tough life having daughters, man. Yeah, happens. And finally, Russ and Layla, uh, a Seattle family lost their home in a landslide recently. And it appeared that their dog had been trapped and killed in that collapse. But six days later, the Seattle Fire Department pulled three-year-old Sammy out from the wreckage. Six days in this ruined house, this dog survived. Uh, James Fritz was near the house and heard a whimper, so they called the fire department. Fire department got the dog out. The dog is actually in reasonably good health. Remember, we talked a couple uh, couple of weeks ago about the cat that survived in the in the rubble in, uh, in Kentucky after the tornado whiskers or something. I don't remember what the cat's name was. Um, but one interesting footnote, at least to me, in this was I was searching for more information on this and Googled Seattle dog. And it turns out there is a Seattle style of hot dog. Like you have a Chicago dog. There's a Seattle dog. Have Go you heard on. of this? Either of you? Does either of you know what this is? I am not. I don't think you're going to like this. It has cream cheese on it. That's what makes it a Seattle dog is that it has cream cheese on the hot dog. So you I might mean, have I'm a hot not, dog not, with like not, grilled onions and cream cheese. I'm not turned off by that. Really? On a hot dog? That sounds horrible. Layla, what about you? Oh, no. No. Mm-mm. no Although, yeah. I'm okay with the Sonora dog, which doesn't well, that include that mayo. That's the Arizona hot dog. I'm big on mayo on everything, so that doesn't bother me either. French fries? Definitely French fries. You said everything, yeah. I like an aioli. I'm an aioli fan. Garlic aioli. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Solid. I'm a no-go on all of that. I don't think I could eat mayonnaise. I, it's one of those things, like, not only do I not like it, I don't think I could keep it down. I think one bite and it would be... Oh. Jason has the most obscure palate. Like, he likes some things, like, he likes grilled octopus. He doesn't like yeah. mayo. So you're just bougie. No, it's not a it's not a choice. It's not like I'm above mayo. It's that it, it I think I would throw up if I... And same way about peanut butter... And yogurt and bananas. It's a texture thing. Mm. I don't know. I don't even like thinking about it. I'm getting sick right now just having this conversation. I'm getting hungry. I'm assuming people got hungry during our our restaurant segment where Layla shamed me in the saying what my favorite restaurant in the city was. But you know what? It's fine. Made for good content. (laughs) I am am craving it now because Mark Rudy and I have been wanting to go forever on a non-date date. We should bring it. It's one of my favorite spots. I love it. Uh, and I like Grody a lot. So that would be cool. Um, Want to say thank you to everybody for listening to this episode of Sports Adjacent featuring the wonderful Layla Rahimi. Layla, thank you as always for gracing us with your presence on the podcast. 
Go ahead. I know Thank Jason uh, wanted me to pay the bills there, which I will get to right after thanking Layla for being on our podcast. That was supposed to be like behind the scenes, just signaling you. Don't forget. Yeah, I mean, Layla's now, uh, because you were doing things. And so but now it's, it's awkward. It's cool. Thank it's you. It's supposed to be like a nonverbal, you know. Well, but it's cool because then it, you froze up our guests and now like that's ruined. No, 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 no. How about this? Hey, Russ. Who brings us this podcast today? Well, it's funny that you mentioned that, Layla. Oh, we're sponsored by BetUS. Log no way. Tell yeah, me you more. log on to BetUS.com. <laughs> like promo code sports adjacent. With that promo code, Layla, you get 125% sign-up bonus when you deposit your first $50. You have you lots know what? of stuff. Other, other codes are way too hard to understand. This is where you show a video of me trying to remember a code to type in. Getting angry. It's adjacent is easy. Easy. Yeah. Easy. Right. Name of the podcast is the name of the promo code. Uh, but yeah, make sure you help our, the fine folks over there. BetUS.com. That's you look like you're like dancing kind of while you're saying all this, Russ. I'm just trying to act like I'm so frustrated because I yeah, forgot she's frustrated. She's like, Dar. I can't what remember the what the code? promo code if is. only I could remember. Mm, if Luckily, only it was the name of the show. BetUS has oh, made it word, No space. Huzzah! It is the name of the show. <laughs> Huzzah. <laughs> but yeah, always thank Layla for uh, coming on the podcast. You can find her on The Score every day, yes. Monday through Friday, from 9 to 12 with Dan Bernstein on uh, 670 Score in Chicago. Also available on the Odyssey app. They don't pay for... Uh, advertising but i want to make sure i plug oh, all yeah, layla stuff yeah. no yeah layla we, we, we was fine with we plugging layla um nbc yeah. you are there in chicago layla tell the fine folks where they can find you on social uh at yeah. layla rahimi l-e-i-l-a-r-a-h-i-m-i as Jason's just, dogs bark in the background it's cool did i just hear a puppy dog <laughs> yes uh, <laughs> and uh yeah you can find me on channel five uh in chicago also in 670 the score and occasionally other places. Like the Sports of Jason podcast. Um, you were pretty good. You were pretty good. You've been on twice. You're pretty good. There might be a future for you in this. Yeah. You, I, you, should, you should stick with this kid. You have a bright future in this game. I enjoy this. It's, it's enjoyable to me. I interrupt y'all too much, but I'll get the hang of it. No, no. It's quite the opposite. We got to do better about giving you your space. We got to right. clear out. Like, we got to let Layla run ISO. the ISO, please. ISO. Layla ISO. <laughs> As Jason's dog continue to bark in the background, makes for great content. Wait, what dog is this, and why does he want to run an ISO? Uh, we want to run ISO for you because no, I want to run an ISO for for puppy dog. No, no. If you if you want some dogs, we can talk afterward. <laughs> we I, I for you. We we set the screen and move the heck out of the way. No, no, no. Here's what we do, bears. You set the screen, but then you also have downfield blocking, so that way somebody isn't expected to do it on their own. We are a team. I'm all for that. Um, oh, quickly before we let you go, who do, what's, who's the one person you want to be the Bears' next head coach? Like, if you could pick one person. Oh, no. That's really tough. Uh, I I really think Todd Bowles deserves another chance as a head coach in the league. I don't think anybody can count the Jets on a resume. Okay. I don't know. So I, I, I really think that Todd Bowles would do a great job. Um, I don't know. Can you pick one? I mean, I would just pick one real quick before we, we left. But no, that's cool. Todd Bowles. I, I just think he deserves another chance. I think somebody's going to get another chance out of Todd Bowles, and that is going to be great because he's put in such good work around the league. Not mad at that pick at all. Um, make sure you're listening. The podcast comes out Thursday mornings. 
You can find me on Twitter, Instagram. You can find Jason on Twitter, Instagram. Make sure you like, comment, subscribe, share the podcast with all your friends. I'm Russ Dorsey. That's Jason Leisure. That's the lovely Leroy Hemi. We will see you guys next week. Thanks for listening to Sports Adjacent with Jason Leisure and Russell Dorsey. Be sure to download, subscribe, and give the podcast five stars. You can check out the latest episode of Sports Adjacent on all digital streaming platforms. I'm very much adjacent. For a couple hours, I thought I was hood. But then all that happened, I was like, you know what, James? You adjacent to the mother Here in America, work is in trouble. We've offshored our manufacturing, sent away good jobs, and lost so much ability to make things. American Giant is a company that's pushing back against this tide. They make high-quality clothing, sweatshirts, jeans, dresses, jackets, and so much more right here in the USA. Visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com. Promo code STAPLE20. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.